Hey. Hello. Hi. Emily. Jonathan. Todd. Galactic Conquest. Part three. Part three. Let's do it. So, if Twilight Imperium 3 is too big for you, and Cosmic Encounter involves too much negotiation and not enough, you know, more space management-y type stuff and rolling dice to outmaneuver people in battles and stuff, then what do you play? I say you play Quantum. Sure do. Yep. I get so much use out of this game at the cafe. So do I. This is the my go-to, we want to play Risk, but we want something different. Right. Uh, there's Quantum. There's also Nexus Op, but uh, Quantum is the is the the simpler of the two, I think. And so because of it's so easy to pick up, and because the theme is so great, it's just an, an instant sell for most people. I've been able to convince people who are not really gamery to be able to sit down and, and play this game, and they can play it in a snap. It's great. So what does Quantum look like? What are you going to see when it's laid on the table? Dice. Lovely, <laughs> little, nicely sized, pretty frosted colored dice. They're nice and big and chunky, you know? Yeah, it's... really satisfying, aesthetically pleasing dice. And the planets, of course. So you have a, a bunch of these planet cards that you will set up depending on what uh, map you're going you're gonna to play. There's ones that are designed for two players, three players, or four players. Um, and they'll give you different configurations. So it's a just a beautiful game once it's on the table. Yeah, you build your own galaxy. Great. It's mm-hmm. great. Like, it's just a really pretty game it really is it's got this nice very warm sort of golden age science fiction mm-hmm. illustration look to it the fact that your ships are dice is wonderful mm-hmm. like i've got like uh, if i'm the green player and i've got a green dice sitting out there with a four on top okay that's a ship that can move a maximum of up to four spaces the good thing i just go do 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 there we go done if i land on top of you we're fighting and the fast ships are weak and the slow ships are strong and there's all this rawr yeah. It's such an elegant system, and it really rewards aggression. Yes. Uh, which is why it's so popular at the cafe. You get into the game right away. Unless, uh, unlike Risk, where you can turtle in Australia for <laughs> hours building up your forces, you have to go out and fight in Quantum. This is one of the problems with a lot of games that are about conquest generally, is they tend to reward you for establishing a defensive position and not coming out. Mm-hmm. Quantum, forget it. Yeah, for, a, mm-hmm. for people that want a game where they're going to fight... Quantum is the best. It's beautiful. Um, And the player aid. The player board is fantastic. It tells you everything you need to know. So, uh, you know, for a cafe, it's it's amazing. I can explain the game, and then they have everything they need to reference right in front of them. As a game guru, I really appreciate good player aids, Mm -hmm. and Quantum has some of the best. They're not only aesthetically pretty, they also do a really good job of distilling down all the stuff that they might need to look up at mm-hmm. any given moment and it's right there and it's well organized oh yeah I love quantum quantum's great one of the things that's uh, for some people is kind of a drawback is the fact that uh, the only difference between the various different races at the start is your color you know I'm red and you're mm-hmm. green that's true but with the advancement cards pretty soon you know my red empire is voracious and eager and strategic mm-hmm. meanwhile your blue empire is cerebral and vicious and conformist right and all of these are actually these aren't just adjectives these are things that actually give you special powers and abilities mm-hmm. and 
this is one thing that um, that that you always want in this sort of a, in this sort of a game is you want your alien race, your species, your empire, to be something that's uniquely yours. Yeah. With Cosmic or Twilight Imperium, that's given to you from the get go. With Quantum, that's something you build over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sort of like I imagine it as a new sort of like culture you know yeah, recent. Yeah. they've just kind of settled they're figuring themselves out they, and over the course of time they sort of build up character and qualities and they respond to their environment and the stuff around them so it's much more yeah like a development as opposed to something pre-existing mm-hmm. although i do understand the complaint it, it that would be my complaint as well about mm-hmm. the game is i do wish there was something individual about the different races what, just a little tiny ability that would it would give them something unique out of the gate, but yeah, you get to, uh, to to start with out of the gate. There basically are just the ships you have to start with. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe I have two frigates and a flagship, and you have a battle station and a scout and mm-hmm. an interceptor. But uh, beyond that, you know, everybody starts equally. Yeah, which is actually good if you're introducing a new group. There's true. less to mm-hmm. cover. It is true. And there's also less room for somebody that's already played it before to have an advantage over new players, mm, right? Mm-hmm. You, if you know how stuff works, or maybe you like pick your color on purpose because you like that power, it's like a little bit more of an advantage. Mm-hmm. The fact that everyone starts off in the same playing field mm-hmm. is great for like everyone. You know, yeah. you don't feel because some you know information is power, yep. so to speak. So when I, I find that whenever I play a game as a newbie with somebody that's played it before, just the fact that they know more is a huge disadvantage for me, oh, which is another great thing about the, the player aid, right? It puts all that information easily accessible because there's nothing worse than sitting there and being like, I want to do this thing. I'll think it'll be good. I think it'll be helpful for me. Oh, wait, I can't remember if that's a, if that's a thing I can do. But if I ask about it, then they'll know what I'm planning. Yep. <laughs> There are, uh, so that, that's the one that I find tends to see the most play. But there are other important games out there that have all tried to solve the various different problems mm-hmm. of Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition. One of the most well-known ones is Eclipse. And we used to have that in the library for a pretty fair while until we realized that, no, it basically has enough of the same problems that it should probably be in the archives instead. It's a fairly heavy game. Yeah, it is. If you, uh, if you essentially take the, uh, the sprawling epic that is Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition and make it into more of a Euro game, a sort of an economic management simulation, mm-hmm. then that's exactly what you get. And it's got a lot of the same things. It's got the hexagonal bits of galaxy. It's got the mysterious planet in the middle guarded by ancient alien technology. Uh, it's got the uh, unique alien abilities for each player. But it's much more about focusing on your economic engine. So if you enjoy mostly European-style games, yeah. um, then Eclipse is perfect. The people I know that love Eclipse love Euros. Mm-hmm. You know? a, lot of, right. a lot of management. Yep. Punishing, too. Eclipse can be For like sure. super punishing. And really unforgiving. You make a yeah. mistake, and you're in trouble. You like roll a bad dice, and you are done. Like it is really? over. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the the they use dice for combat in that one, and usually there are enough of them that the law of large numbers isn't that big of an issue. But if you decide to send your two cruisers out early on to try to take out an alien defense platform so you can expand into this uh, this planet, and you roll badly and you lose both your cruisers, oh, okay. <laughs> there go there go my cruisers. Yeah. So okay. 
<laughs> you can kind of be eliminated from contention fairly early in Yeah, that. I mean, that's what happened to me the first time I played it. I was Uh-oh. doing great. I was, like, coasting. I had my, like, giant ships. What were they called? Like, behemoths? Dreadnoughts, Dreadnoughts, yeah. yeah. Uh, and some, like, little tiny little <laughs> ship came up. He's like, oh, you attack you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I just rolled, like, garbage defending myself. And it took out my, like, my ship, my giant ship, my, like, big, <laughs> my, my ship that I had planned everything around. You spent all these resources on it. You saved up for turns and turns. That and ship was my world. It was your Death Star. <sighs> and, uh, but mostly it's about managing your population, your planets, your resources, your science. Right. Uh, technological development is, is a very big deal in mm-hmm. Eclipse. Because every new tech that you get makes other techs of that type easier for you to get. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to specialize, but at the same time, you also kind of want to get things in other techs. Mm-hmm. It, there's a lot going on. And if you like these zero management sims, then it's it's a really good choice. Not really my bag anymore. I used to love Euro games at this point. Ugh, it just feels like an optimization exercise, and I have a lot of trouble enjoying it. But uh, if, on the other hand, you want to go a completely different route, you can try Ascending Empires, which is shamefully difficult to find. This is one of these hidden gems. It's a Holy Grail type Yeah, game. I've never even heard of that. If you manage to get a hold of a copy, then for goodness sakes, get it. Uh, this is what happens when you combine... Uh, Twilight Imperium style Galactic Empire building thing with a crokinole style flicking game with little wooden Ooh. discs. <laughs> so your your ships are little wooden discs, straight up, and uh, you've got this uh, this this big board with uh, with also with wooden discs. They're sort of in, in set into the board. Mm-hmm. So those are the planets those can mm-hmm. move around. And uh, if you bump into a planet, okay, good. Now you're in orbit around that planet. And you can start dropping things on it. Uh, your ships can turn into people. So your ship, which is nowhere around this planet, now turns into a person on the planet. And you can use the people on that planet to build colonies and cities and research stations and upgrade things. And um, if you manage to, if you bump into an opponent's ship, then you're both destroyed. But if you can move two of your ships so that they're fairly close to an opponent's ship, then together they can blow it up. <laughs> It's really, really fun. It's way more fun. What I love best about is how quickly it goes. An individual turn ascending empires takes about 30 seconds. So they just really, really move. And I, I, I really hope this game will get a refund at some point. I've been, I've been told that it's never going to happen because of the nature of the board and the difficulty of producing yeah. a large cardstock board with circles cut into it so that you can place these things and the other thing too is the board has to be flat right Right. you can't have a folded board for this in this Yo, case it's a, yeah. it's a puzzle cut so the, it's like nine jigsaw huh. pieces that fit together how much table space does it take up? a fair bit but we could do it with one of the larger tables at the cafe okay and there's no problem of what happens if you go off the board because well you just disappear off into deep space there you go <laughs> um, black holes but the thing is though those ships are very easy to redeploy if you do that mm-hmm. uh, this is a game that is not punishing of mistakes, not horrifically so. Uh, it's a game of gradually building up a sort of an incremental advantage, which means that you do have time to sort of stop someone if it looks like they're moving toward a victory by having everybody else really said, okay, we got to do something about this. Yeah. Uh, it works for two, three, or four players. I really, really do hope we'll start to see uh, a reprint of that because Ascending Empires is beautiful. Like I can imagine the board being made out of that... Uh, what's the name of that stuff they make mouse pads out of? Neoprene. Yeah, neoprene yeah. board with the holes cut inside. I can I can absolutely see a new yeah, edition. Yeah, like roll, roll it up. Roll exactly, exactly inside mm-hmm. the box. That could that could absolutely work, like they do with the with the playmat in uh, the, the the aliens game. Mm-hmm. It's I would really really like to see it, and then it, it just goes on. There's so many other ways to conquer the galaxy. You can play uh, Proxima. You can play 
Race for the Galaxy, Ugh, if you hate yourself. <laughs> um, sorry, Race for the Galaxy is a really, really popular game, and it's well-loved. I can't stand it. Nobody it, ever wants to teach it to me. Uh, They're just like, it'll be too long and too difficult, and you'll hate it because it's too punishing for new players until you learn all of the like iconography. Yeah, I think the thing with Race is that you, you have to play it with someone of your skill level. Exactly. So uh, the first time I played it, I played it with people who hadn't really played it before, mm-hmm. so uh, we all had a very good time. The second time I played it, I played it with a veteran Race for the Galaxy player. It was over in 15 minutes. I didn't accomplish anything, and the point difference was huge. So it's extremely punishing uh, if you're working with someone who, or if you're playing with someone who's who's played it a bunch. So uh, I like it a lot. I just think you need to play with people at your level. And uh, you mentioned Forbidden Stars a while back. Another game that's going to be a holy grail very soon because of the recent split between FFG and uh, Games Workshop. Yes. If you like this style of game, um, it you can play it in three or four hours, so it's not the, the same time commitment that you have with, uh, with Twilight Imperium. But if you like that type of game and you see it, buy it, because it will... It will disappear very soon, and I've already seen copies selling on eBay for two, three hundred dollars. So, oh my goodness. yeah. Well, that's all we've got for Galactic Conquest. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about what you get when you conquer space, which is empty space and also planets. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, join us next week when we talk about planets. Yay, little balls of rock in space. Little balls of rock in space. So thank you, Todd, for joining us on the show this week. Yeah, thank you for having me. Right, You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com. The Snakescast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. So tune in next week when we are going to land on some alien worlds. The opinions expressed on the Snakescast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else. See you next week, folks. Thank you.